Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and I'm so glad that you have joined us today as we enter into this holy season, this joyous season, this Christmas season, a season of hope for the whole world, but especially a season of hope for those of us who have received the gift that is the greatest gift of all, and that is the gift of salvation through Christ's gift of his life on the cross for us. Amen. So today we're going to talk about all of the benefits and all of the, all of the glory and all of the joy and happiness of having and holding to our hearts this great truth of Christmas. All that Jesus has accomplished for us and in our behalf at the cross is ours to possess. It's made available through the cross. It is expressly delineated to us because of the cross, and it is revealed to us through the Word of God. And I'm so glad that you have come today uh, to a website that is going to fill every teaching with the Word of God and is going to constantly point us to Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So this gospel, this good news, uh, begins with what God has done in and through Christ and what he has done in and through his sacrifice in our behalf for us. Today, we're going to talk about, amen, faith to claim our possessions. We want all of the benefit of the cross because of the length he has went in order to grant them to us. I don't want the death of Jesus to leave me uh, in this world as if he had not died for me. I want to begin by receiving him as my Lord and Savior so my sins can be forgiven, so I can be reconciled unto God so that I can call the Creator of heaven and earth and everything in it, including us today, call Him my Heavenly Father. Speak of Him possessively as my Father, as He speaks of me and you, if you're a true Christian, as His children today. Praise God. You know, the Bible said, if you being evil, speaking of heavenly, earthly fathers, if you earthly fathers, if you being evil, Jesus taught, intrinsically evil until we are forgiven and changed. If we that are of the flesh, part of the fall, if we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to them that Ask him. Amen. God is a benevolent God. Now, there's a scripture in Psalms that says, literally, thou openest thine hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. Uh, Jesus taught in the New Testament that, that the lilies of the field, they don't toil or spin, but Solomon in his glory was not clothed as one of these, <laughs> if God so clothed 
The lilies of the field, will he not clothe you, O ye of little faith? God provides. He is a provider. He is El Shaddai, which means the many-breasted one. Amen. Not El Chipo. And I'm not talking about the material initially. That is so far down the line. It's in the line, but it's down the line. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory in Jesus Christ. Actually, he has supplied them. Amen. And as we give unto others, a law of sowing and reaping is set in motion. <laughs> and we can, we can claim those promises and those provisions, but they have to be claimed by faith. Amen. Read, read, read something with me. It's a sad but encouraging truth here in scripture. Joshua 18, 1 through 3. It says, And the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there. And the land was subdued before them. And there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long are you, the, not everybody, but these seven tribes that did not cross over Jordan and walk over into the promised land? He said unto them, How long are ye slack to go and possess the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, hath, hath, past tense, given you? Now God calls the things as not as though they were. Because when he intends to fulfill a promise, to him it's as good as done. To us, when we see it happen, he says, you've got to claim it to see it happen. <laughs> but as far as I'm concerned, it's already done. This was not promised land if you can take the land. It's promised land. Go take the land. Praise God. Amen. I like the I like one translation. It says, How long would you wait before you begin to take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you? Amen. Faith to claim our possessions, faith to claim what belongs to us. And the first step in taking possession and possessing our possessions is to legally identify what belongs to you. I want to stop here. Uh, we, we're going to take the time to, to just talk about this for a moment. Someone said, truthfully, the church, speaking of the church in general, is weak and anemic because she lives below her privilege of power. And she lives, and I'm, I added this to that, she lives below her privilege of power because she lives without the provisions of God. Amen. If we're living below our, our privilege of power, it is not because God has not provided it through the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Wait for it in Jerusalem and believe for it and receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. It's never because God, as our Heavenly Father, has not made the provision 
And he he reveals his provision through his promises. He actually reveals his purposes through his promises to us. Every promise of God reveals his heart, his purpose, his will for his covenant people, his chosen people. Amen. And this is this is a sad but true story. We live below the privilege of our possessions because we live below the level of faith to absolutely claim those possessions. We want to up that level of faith today. This is a true story. I read it in a newspaper some years ago. Out of Texas, a transient in Texas was found frozen to death one winter when it was extremely cold there under a bridge. When his identity was finally established, they found he'd become addicted to drugs and alcohol and would became alienated from his family and became homeless. But a family member who was very successful in real estate investments had named him in her will because her family, as she aged, had just, you know, got very, very small and she was looking for an heir, someone to name, maybe two others, but he was named as one of the three left relatives and that in direct relation to her, she named him in her will, leaving him one million dollars. And he, he not knowing what was his so he could possess it, he was left to live. He, he had enough to live as a king, but he didn't know it. And he could not possess what he didn't know was his. So instead of living as a king, he died alone as a pauper. Not just because of drugs and alcohol alone. That is what alienated him from his family but from what he didn't know belonged to him. If he had claimed it, maybe, maybe he he would go to rehab and try to regain his life because he had some hope in his life because of this life-changing inheritance. So the first step in taking possession of our possessions is to identify what is legally yours. You can't just claim anything. Someone said it very clearly. I like what they said. Nothing is beyond the reach of prayer except that which is beyond the will of God. Before we can boldly claim to anything, we must have scriptural authorization. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Notice here, they were laying claim to the land though they should have been laying claim, rather, to the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you. Past tense. They had knowledge of the will of God, a special revelation and a specific revelation of the purpose for His people to bring them into the promised land. They failed to go over and possess what God had purposed to give them and reveal His purpose by promise, hence the name, the promised land. Amen. Once once you have a promise from God, you have a revealed 
purpose of God. And you are authorized by that promise brought to us through the word of God to possess that promise. You have biblical basis for it. You have a scriptural basis for it. You have a right to possess that promise. Amen. Let me me read you something from the faith chapter in Hebrews chapter 11. And verse 33 and 34, listen to it carefully. It says, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, comma. Before we go on, I want to stop with obtained promises. That's in the Old Covenant is simply saying possessing the land which the Lord has given you by promise. When you obtain promises, what happens? Listen, the devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But there's a promise that we can put on the armor of God and stand our ground and not be devoured by the devil, right? Listen, obtained promises... Subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises. Now, stopped the mouth of lions. Stopped the mouth of lions. Submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil. Stand, having done all, stand, and he will flee from you. He's seeking whom he may devour. But there's a promise, amen, that greater is he that's in us. Thank God than he that is in the world. I want to amen from this audience today. This is the word of God. And this eternal, inerrant word that will outlast this world, amen, is the word by which the gospel, the good news is preached unto you today. Amen. Stop the mouth of lions. They obtained promises, and then they stopped the mouth of lions. Look at verse 34. And quench the violence of fire. What does the shield of faith do? <laughs> amen. It, it, above all, in addition to all, taking the shield of faith whereby ye shall quench every fiery dart of the wicked one, every flaming arrow meant to hurt you and harm you is now quenched by the shield of faith. You stop the mouth of the lion, you, you quench the fiery arrow that is fired against you. No weapon. This is the heritage, you see. This is the inheritance back in Isaiah. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. This is the heritage, the birthright, the inheritance, the promised land of the children of God, and their righteousness is of me. That's why through faith they subdued kingdoms wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of the lion, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Amen. The promise of the covenant is they'll come out against you one way, but they'll flee from you seven ways. Out of weakness were made strong. 
You see, we're coming out of that lack, that defeat, that, that attitude of vi- that victimization, that victim. I'm a victim of Satan's meanness and his rage and his ire and his strategies to defeat me. No, I'm not a victim of that. If I'm a victim of that, I'm not living. I'm living beneath my privilege of power because I'm living beneath the the privilege that is granted me through the promises of God. And the purpose of God for me is not to be a victim, but to be a victor. I like the guy walking in victory, the Christian man, been through many battles and won those battles in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. And I like the attitude of that man. He said, victory is my business, not escaping trials and tests, but overcoming through the provision of God by His purposed, purposed purposes in our life and His promises to reveal their purposes and our faith in His faithfulness to perform His word according to His promise. Amen. He said, victory is my business. And business is good. Oh, that we could say that. Oh, that we could rise up a mighty army armed with the armor of God to defeat the enemy of our soul and display the victory that God has purposed and provided and that Jesus has brought to us through His cross his cross. This, listen, I know, I know the emphasis is going to be squarely on the manger, but the manger was just a first step toward the cross today. Amen. And it is on that cross that his purpose for coming in the manger was out of weakness. We were made strong. Hallelujah. Waxed valiant in fight turned to flight the armies of the aliens. That means Satan and all his cohorts, all of his demons, all that hell has. Amen. A Christian is more than a conqueror. (laughs) Amen. That's why Jesus said, Behold, I give you power. That's a promise to be possessed. Amen. I give you power over all the power of the devil. You see, if those seven tribes back in the old covenant lived in that still wandering as if God had not given them what he promised them, then God would be deemed unfaithful, a father that does not care for his children. If you being evil know how to give good things to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give good things to them that ask him? Amen. You see, faith is never passive. We have to possess what God has promised, and then it becomes ours. It's like a two-party check. God signs it. He signs it, but we have to endorse it in order to receive it. Amen. Someone could leave you a million dollars, and they they could sign it, (laughs) but but you can't cash it unless you sign on to it by faith that it that it's not some bogus thing it's not some trick being played on you amen listen god's word is true it's not a trick it's truth today how long 
do we not possess the land that is ours. And that means all of the promises of God are yea and amen to him that believes them. Praise God. He told them the very perimeters of the promised land. And he told them that everywhere that your foot, everywhere when you go over and begin to possess it, within the perimeters of that promise, the Euphrates River this way, that way, he told them, this is yours to claim. If there are giants, they will fall. Walled cities will fall. Great armies will be defeated. But you have to take the land. Uh, the New Testament puts it this way. The kingdom of God suffers or allows for violence. And that means the taking of what is ours. The taking of what is ours. And the violent take it by force. Praise God. Amen. This is land to be possessed. And if we live beneath our privilege of promise, if we never obtain promises, we will never possess what is ours. It's just that simple. A man who died under the bridge, a pauper, sick and alienated from his family, had been loved enough by someone that loved him in spite of his addictions, couldn't communicate that to him, couldn't tell him he's the one that that is living that alienated life. But someone in his family loved him enough to leave him a million dollars. Maybe in hopes that this would turn his life around. It might just drive him into a deeper addiction and kill him quicker. But it could and it should turn his life around. Now let's get out of the material. Spiritually, someone has loved us enough. God specifically has loved us enough to give us His only begotten Son. And through that gift of His Son in our behalf and the gift of salvation because Jesus stayed on that cross reconciling us to God. Amen. He said, Everything the Father has is mine. When the Holy Spirit comes, He's going to take of mine. And S-H-E-W, not just reveal it, but communicate it to us, show it to us. Praise God. Oh, friend of mine, if we don't get a revelation from the Word of God of what is truly ours, and just get away from the material. I know people have leaned that and tilted that and skewed that toward the material. Let's get away from the material. Let's let's claim the promise of the Holy Spirit and be filled with power from on high and quit living weak and anemic lives uh, subject to the devil's uh, attacks being devoured by this lion I, I like what I like what one preacher said uh, who, who who understood what happened at the cross in our behalf he said Satan goeth about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour but concerning a true Christian amen Jesus pulled his teeth at Calvary. And while we rejoice in the truth of our victory, he lamented this. He said, but the sad truth is many 
Christians are being gummed to death by a toothless lion. In other words, Satan should not and does not have that kind of authority over the child of God. We have shut to, by obtaining the promises of God, shut to the mouth of the lion and quench the violence of fire. The fiery darts are quenched. He's not going to quit shooting them, but they're not going to get through the shield of faith. This, no weapon, no weapon, (laughs) nothing hell has hatched out (laughs) in order to try to defeat us is greater than the armor of God that's been granted to us. So put on the whole armor of God and having done all, literally having overcome all in the Greek, stand, stand therefore, your loins girt about with truth. This begins the great victory, getting hold of the truth of God. Listen to Acts 20, verse 32. He said, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. Now, an inheritance is something that has been bequeathed to you. It belongs to you. And it's through the Word of God that we're built up and we're able to claim what is ours because of what God has purposed for us and revealed it to us by promise. Hallelujah. Promised land is land that we can possess. All that has been promised for every promise in God and every promise that God has given is yea, and amen to them that believeth. I like the old Philip translation. It says, Now I commend you to God and the message of His grace, which can build you up and give you your inheritance. I like the Amplified. It said, And now, brethren, I commit you to God. That is, I deposit you in His charge, entrusting you to His protection and care. And I commend you to the word of His grace, to the commands and counsels and promises of His unmerited favor, which is able to build you up and give you your rightful inheritance among all God's said Rightful inheritance? Do we have a right to claim a promise? Is that our right? Not just, we have the privilege, do we have the right, therefore, to claim the promise of God? That's what Joshua is telling them. This is promised land. If you stay on this side and you don't walk over there and possess the land which the Lord has given you, you're going to live a life that literally says, God has neglected us. God has abandoned us. God is not faithful to us. God has left us here to continue to wander. Listen, God is no respecter of persons, but He is a respecter of faith. And that's why the Scripture says, As your faith be, so be it unto you. Could it be that our faith needs to be stimulated by the Word of God, activated by the Word of God? Listen to Joshua Chapter uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. 
It says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore rise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even unto the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given you. You see, that's the perimeters. That's the perimeters. That's the promised land. And, and it's delineated in the word of God. Every place that you put your feet upon, in other words, that you walk over and claim, amen, by faith, that have I given you, as I said unto Moses. Listen to the perimeters. They knew this, and we won't go into it. We may not get it exactly, because we're not familiar. If we had a map of the of the lands in that day, we could literally draw it out with a marksalot. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There's the perimeters. When you walk over, and you set your foot on it by faith, that means you're claiming the promise. And when you claim the promise, it becomes yours by faith. You see, God uses His Word to establish his will, and to accomplish his purposes. Abraham had a word from God, a holy promise, and the result was an unwavering faith. Let's read that in closing today. I wish we had, you know, 10 hours. I wish we had a seminar that we could get down deep into this because we're living. There's no doubt in my mind that we as collectively as Christians are living beneath our privilege of power, and in many, many, many instances, that's the reason for that. It's because we're living beneath our privilege of promise. If we, by faith, obtain the promises, amen, then what God purposes will be granted to us. Abraham had a word from God, a holy promise, and the result was an unwavering faith. Look at Romans four seventeen. It says, As it is written, there's the promise in the word, I have made thee a promise, a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. I want to stop right here and tell you what the scripture says about the scripture. In the new covenant, it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. That word inspiration is the word God breathed. God breathed, literally. Just as sure as God breathed into that form that he formed out of clay, Adam, red clay. <laughs> Georgia boy, I reckon. <laughs> Amen. I, I'm just being facetious for a moment, but I want to tell you, I want to get back to some biblical fact here. Praise 
God, he breathed into man and made him a living soul. He's breathed life into his word. Jesus says, the words that I speak to you, they're not like any other words that will ever be written or spoken. My word is spirit and my word is life. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, faith cometh, amen, by the word of God, by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is given its life. It's activated, stimulated by the word of God here. Listen, who against hope, verse 18 of Romans 4, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. There's the promise. And not being weak in faith, after he had the promise, he considered not his own body, verse 19. Now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. Well, what was he considering? What God had promised by his word to him. So he staggered not. Why didn't he consider those issues? Those are big issues. He's a hundred years old. <laughs> he can't sire children anymore. She never could have children, and now she's past the age of childbearing. It's a double negative. <laughs> and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Amen. Listen, let me back up. Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Literally, in the margin of Bible, my Bible, it said he did not doubt. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able, literally faithful and able to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him righteousness. I like the Amplified. It said, No unbelief nor distrust made him waver or doubtingly question concerning the promise of God. He grew strong and, <laughs> and was empowered by faith. That's exactly what we read in the faith chapter in Hebrews 11 in the New Covenant. A man out of weakness. When they believed the promise, they, out of weakness, they became strong. Praise God. Strong how? In faith. And they waxed valiant in fight. <laughs> and they put the armies of the aliens to flight. Praise God. Amen. Listen. Colossians 1 and 9 said, For this cause, down through verse 11, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Remember, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. It's part of this. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Amplified once again says that you may be filled with the full and clear knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom, that is incomprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God and in understanding and discernment of spiritual things. 
You see, knowledge in the Greek means precise and correct knowledge. To know in the fullest sense. To become thoroughly acquainted with. To know it accurately. That's why we have Bible studies. That's why we we encourage people to not forsake the assembling ourselves. Not just to encourage each other. You know, sometimes we get together to have a pity party at church instead of to be encouraged by someone who who has enough victory to encourage somebody else. Praise God. Listen, today, they that do know their God will be strong and do exploits. The Scripture's very clear. And the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose hearts are perfect toward him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. But where there is faith, it's a great song about where there is faith. Where there's a faith, there's a fire burning. There is, there's activity. There is the ability to receive that that God has purposed and revealed through His promises. When we obtain those promises, we possess the land that the Lord our God has given us. I'm going to close with Dr., a quote from Dr. A.W. Tozer, very quoted man of God. We are forever asking God to do, he said, things that he's already done or cannot do because of our unbelief. We plead for him to speak when he's already spoken or is at the very moment speaking. We ask him to come when he's already present. (laughs) Oh, and he's waiting for us to recognize him. I'm going to close with this statement that I wrote down. Spiritual progress is only advancing in the knowledge of what we really possess at the own set. Praise God. I believe this coming year, and I'm not saying this just because it's a new year, because it's the thing to do. Many prophecies last year just flat out failed. But I'm going to tell you this, and I'm not a prophet. I'm a preacher and an evangelist and a pastor. But I believe a prophetic anointing is on me today to speak this about the coming year. This is a year to possess our possessions, for Christians to rise up out of the dust, just like old captive daughter of Zion, shake off those chains of doubt and unbelief, and possess what is ours in Jesus Christ, and get out of our timidity and trepidation, and stand in the boldness of our faith. Amen. I believe we're going to see miracles like we have never seen, healings and deliverances restored to the body of Christ that possesses the land that is already ours, waiting to be possessed by faith. Get in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church. Get the Word of God in you so that you can receive your inheritance among all them that are sanctified. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have nothing to possess today. You will live like that that man. You may not be in his condition of drug addiction, but you're under the influence of the evil one. The enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. 
But Jesus Christ said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly, to life of victory. Get out of the victimization. Get out of that habit. Get out of that that vicious circle of sin and death and get into this gospel, this good news, this good, good Father that is purposed to bless you, purposed to keep you, to protect you, to provide for you, to take you through all of the pitfalls of this fallen world and to take you all the way to heaven to live with Him, come back with Him, and reign with Him forever and ever, age without end. All because of His purpose to save you. His person He sent to save you, who paid your sin debt on the cross so that you could possess this wonderful gift of salvation and the gift of righteousness and the peace that it brings (laughs) and the future, the unending future that you can claim. Come to Jesus today. Don't live and die outside the kingdom of God. Come to Christ so that you can cry, Abba, Father, and have the witness of the Holy Spirit. That's the truth. That's the truth. In Jesus' name today. And Christian, once again, let's take the land for God. Let's possess the land that we might represent the kingdom of God in this old fallen world and live as the children of God. For He will withhold no good thing from them that walk upright before Him. In Jesus' name, if you are saved, Claim your healing. Claim your help. Claim His provision. Claim His protection. Live under His covering and represent the peace that passes all understanding and the joy unspeakable. 